The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, today, Lloyd, our show is about hope and how important is that in what we've all been going through. I've just finished reading this wonderful book called The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times, and it's by Allison Carmen. And I've had such a great time talking to her in New York City, and she and her family are doing great things. God in that beautiful city. And this is just a really wonderful book. I want to tell you a little bit about her background. She is a soul sister for me, started out as, um, you know, one career and in accounting and then went into law. And, you know, I was starting out as a teacher and went into law. So Allison is a business consultant, a business and life coach, and the author of The Gift of Maybe, which I just told you about, offering hope and possibility in uncertain times. Oh, the opera, uh, the Oprah magazine included the concept of maybe as an example of mind-blowing new definitions for everyday words and cited it in their new and improved dictionary to enlightenment. Allison's work has also been supported by the Mat- Mata, and I'm not sure I'm going to say this right, um, um, Amit Randamayi, known as the Ama, the Hugging Saint. Since the publication of The Gift of Maybe, she's written numerous articles for several popular online magazines, including Psychology Today, Huffington Post, Inc.com, Thrive Global, and uh, Mind Body Green. You can find out more about her at our website at conflicthealing.com, but also at Allison Carmen, that's A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N dot com. Allison, thank you so much for joining us from New York. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, this is really a perfect time for this book, for what we've been going through with these uncertain times, that's for sure. So um, let's, let's talk about the philosophy of maybe. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I could first tell you about how I came to the idea of maybe, and it was because I was addicted to certainty. And I think at this moment, a lot of people could appreciate the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty right now that people are feeling. People might have lost their jobs, or they're worried about the economy, or their health, or whatever's going on in their life right now. And I think people are starting to see that their relationship with uncertainty really is the most important relationship in our life, because our relationship with uncertainty determines 
the job we take, the, the investments we make, the relationships we choose. And when life feels very, very uncertain, if we don't have a good relationship with the unknown, things get really difficult. So for me, I struggled with that most of my life. I couldn't handle what was going to happen next. If I didn't know what was going to happen next, I projected things were going to be bad and they weren't going to work out. And I went through this for a long period of my life until one day I heard this beautiful Taoist story. And it was about a farmer, and he had a horse that ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor come, came by to the farmer and said, you have the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son was on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take the farmer's son to war, but they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. Hmm. And in the Taoist tradition, the story means things are neither good or bad. But for me, probably because I'm from the West, all of a sudden I felt a pop in my chest and I felt hopeful. Because every time something bad happened in my life and things felt so uncertain, I couldn't see the good. I couldn't see the change. I couldn't see that it would pass. But the story reminded me that when the horse runs away, five mares could come back. And so this idea of maybe started to get incorporated into my life. And the minute I felt worried about losing my client or something happening with my child, I would say, well, maybe that thought's not true. Or maybe things could get better. Or maybe this is good. And I know it might sound so simple to some people, but what you're actually doing is you're challenging your mind because your mind sometimes gets so fearful and so afraid that it looks into the future and because it doesn't know, it thinks bad and maybe challenges your mind. And because it challenges it, it makes you see that you're not certain that your worst fear is true. And if you're not certain then there are maybes, there are things, there are possibilities that can happen that you might love. And it connects you back to your heart, and then you feel hopeful. So that fear might exist, but you're also going to recognize all the other possibilities. So for me, maybe is hope without attachment. And it allows me to look into the future and say, I don't know what's going to happen, but if I want my life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. So uncertainty is my best friend, and I always get there through this beautiful idea of maybe. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, you know, when things, when bad things happen, I have learned to say over the years, it's a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing in disguise. And my daughter was working uh, for a company in Orange County, California, and she had a boyfriend that she was with for six years, and they broke up and she was devastated, you know, and I said, okay, you know what, there were things that you weren't happy with. It's it's a blessing in disguise. Let's just see what happens, you know. So then um, she was rock climbing and she broke her foot. <laughs> and she goes, oh, no, this is so terrible. This is so terrible. I said, it's a blessing in disguise. Okay. So then she found this program while she was laid up and she couldn't do anything, right? This is like your, your story about the horse. <laughs> Then she's laid up. She can't go anywhere. She's in her apartment, and she finds this program that she can go and work remotely all over the world, right, a month in each place. She applies for it with her job that she could work remotely. They say, okay, try it out. You have a sabbatical. Try it out. She goes and does this. She does this for two years, and she realized, she said, Mom, if I didn't break up with Erin, 
I would never have gone. If I didn't break my foot, I wouldn't have found this. So then, you know, it went on and on. And then she wanted to stay in London. And she she couldn't get a, a job in London after she did all this stuff with her own company. And they were still keeping her on. And she said, I have to come back to the States. And I really loved going all over the place. She got back just in time. And then everything happened with the coronavirus. So... You see, it happens. It isn't just the story about the farmer. It happens to all of us, but we don't even see it until we look at our own lives, right? Right. And and sometimes it's hard when when something happens in life that's painful or unexpected, we forget that we could survive the pain. Yes. And that's what happens when something happens. So often we shut down because yeah. we're so afraid we won't be able to get through it. We're so afraid what the future will bring. And that's why I love this idea of maybe because it doesn't force you to think anything. It doesn't even think, force you to think it's a blessing in disguise. Right, right. It just, it just allows you to say, I am feeling pain and I am worried. And then it just kind of gets you and you're like, oh, this is the idea of maybe. And it just opens the door. It like, it's almost like it opens the window and lets some air in. And everybody's going to do something different with it. Like I have people who love maybe so much that they don't even think about it anymore. They've actually cultivated faith in their lives because maybe allowed them to hang out in uncertainty, and they made these incredible decisions in their lives, and now they believe, just like you, everything is a blessing in disguise. And I have other people that use the idea of maybe who still have a lot of fear and stress, but it lessens it because instead of just their one fear, it makes them see, okay, well, maybe this could happen. But maybe something else could happen. So maybe they're weighing two things out. There's a possibility I like and a possibility I don't like. So it just kind of gives them a little more room. And the best thing about maybe is it allows you to be present. Yes. See, we, don't, we forget that the present is where the future is created. So we're in our minds are worried about what's going to happen next, but we're not home taking care of business today to create the future that we want. So every time... I fully embrace maybe if I have a a thought that's worrying me, I could say, well, maybe that thought's not true. Maybe everything is still okay. And I find what happens is that my fearful thoughts quiet down. And because I don't have this fear of the future, I land in the now. And whatever I have to face, even if it's a problem, I'm more centered, I'm more grounded, and I'm more present to make the best decision. So it's so interesting about maybe it quiets your fear and it gives you more peace but it also allows you to create more of the future than you want that you want and that's something i've learned over time yes and i think that's like you say you learn over time it's like young people don't don't understand that concept of maybe the things are going to get better right they just that's what's something that we really have to start teaching young people to understand that because there's so many suicides and so many things that happen that people don't recognize. And as you get older, you can look back on your life and say, gee, I thought that was terrible. But, you know, when I got my divorce many years ago, I thought it was so terrible. But but for my divorce, I wouldn't meet the husband that I'm with now 30 years, you know. So again, it's like you have to, you know, think maybe maybe things could really be better. And then, like you said, it, it lessens the fear. And you and I were talking, sometimes, you know, you have to just talk to yourself. And I say to myself, this too shall pass. And I've just, I talk to myself and I refuse to think of all the terrible things that can happen or all the terrible things, you know, that I worry about from the past that it gets us nowhere. I love you had this um, quote in your book, 
Uh, and I want to just mention your book again, The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times, a great little book. And But you, you talk about um, an invitation to set sail, and this is by Cahil Gibran. It says, your living is determined not so much by what life brings you as by the attitude you bring to life, not so much by what happens to you as by the way your mind looks at what happens. So that's like, again, like when you say you, you ask yourself when something bad happens or there's an appearance that it's going to be bad, you say, hmm, is that really going to happen? Maybe it won't. <laughs> Maybe something will be of, better, right? Yeah, but it's it's, it's really what, what I find so fascinating about it, it, it allows you to challenge your fear. And, and the exercise in the book goes like this. It asks you what your biggest fear is. So right now, maybe the economy is, it, we're trying to recover. Maybe some people have lost their job or they're worried about their money. So you could ask yourself, let's say your biggest fear is, I lost my job. I'm never going to get another job. Maybe that's your fear. Mm-hmm. Then you ask yourself, are you absolutely certain that fear is true? Right. And that's the time when we could actually turn this idea of certainty on its head a little bit because you're not certain about your fear. But we never bother to ask ourselves, are you certain your fear is true? And we can't be certain our fear is true because it's about an unknown future. So the beauty of it is the answer is no. You're not 100% certain you're never going to get another job. And you're not 100% certain you're not going to get a job in two months. So what else is there? And then you start to write really broad maybe statements down. Maybe everything will be okay. Maybe things will get better. Maybe my thoughts and fears are not true. And then you write specific statements down. Maybe I should go back to school. Maybe I should take an online class. Maybe I should call some people I know. If you do this for 15 minutes, I guarantee that that fear that you have about the future will lessen because you're going to recognize you have more possibilities. And the mind's going to quiet down and the heart's going to take over. And I always say again that maybe it's hope without attachment. It allows you to say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have hope that I will find my way. Yeah. And so many people are in fear. And um, I, I remember hearing this and this acronym for fear. And this one always makes me think twice about when I'm fearful about something. And it's F stands for false. E stands for expectation. A stands for appearing. R stands for real. False expectation of appearing real because fear. Obviously, if someone, if if you have some, uh, you know, a big bear or a, or a mountain lion running after you, that's that's real fear. But but fear about like, am I going to get a job in two months or whatever it is, that one is exactly like you're talking about. You know, is that really true? But if you say to yourself, oh my goodness, that's a false expectation appearing real. It's not real yet. And that brings you back like what you were talking about. It brings you back to the present, which I love. So, you know, for me, when I have these things that I can grab onto, I have to stop myself from thinking negativity, you know, thinking negative. And people sometimes think, I can't stop myself. I can't stop myself. But if you say, well, wait a minute, maybe, and you ask yourself the questions that you're talking about, it forces you from thinking only into this horrible thing for the future into questioning what you're really thinking, right? Right. And, and that's the thing, too. It's like 
some people try to battle their negative thinking with positive thinking. Like you wake up in the morning, you're like, today's going to be a great day. I know it's going to be a great day. And then as things start to happen that are unexpected, if you fear uncertainty, you're not going to be able to hold positive thoughts. And in a way, positive thinking also is certainty, right? I'm certain today's going to go a certain way. In a way, sometimes that kind of backfires in our face too. So I think maybe thinking is the best way to think in my life because it allows me to feel what I'm going to feel if I'm upset, if I'm angry. It allows it. I don't have to battle it, positive, negative. This is what I'm feeling. But I always know that there's this place maybe out there for the future. So even if I'm feeling disappointed, I know that life has maybe and that because I don't know what's going to happen next, there's hope and possibility in my life. So I process my feelings, and over time I can always glide to this place of hope and possibility. And it's so open that when I totally let go, I feel very free. I don't have to be positive. I don't have to be negative. I'm just in maybe, and I just feel like this freedom to to explore and create in my life without any barriers. So maybe for me has become so much deeper over the years that it, it helps me feel very peaceful, but that freedom I feel to me is like the beginning of all creativity. And in the way you talk about maybe is positive, you know? Um, because yeah, you well, don't you is. don't you don't go down the negative line, maybe I'm gonna die, you know. <laughs> but you, you allow it though. But yeah. you know what it is? Yeah, so yeah you it, allow it. It's like we're already in the maybe not, right? A lot of us, it, so it sure. sort of gives us another view. And, and I agree with you in a way. It, it, I feel more positive because I'm a maybe thinker. So I agree with you. Because I have so much hope and possibility, it drowns out the fear, and I become more positive in a really open way. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I think it does make you more positive overall. Yeah. Good point. Well, for me, you know, one of the things that I do that that helps me because I've taught myself to do this is I will start out and say to myself, this is going to be a great day. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be good. And I and I'm going to be in this place that no matter what, I'm protected. I'm you know, going to have good relationships with people that I meet. I just tell myself that. And, and it helps me because I set an expectation and I usually don't get that disappointed. I'm not going to like fall, you know, from grace or anything like that, you know, but it, it does get me started. But I can understand that if, if you have um, a lot of fear right now, especially what's going on and it's hard for you to do that, it's, for me, I've trained myself to do it. I've trained myself on how to think, but I think maybe gives you a lot of uh, sense of, I think, security that you don't have to feel like you're you're forcing yourself to be positive. Um, right. So, so right. I get that, but but I actually. <laughs> I actually do that whole visualization that things are going to be good, that I'm surrounded by a golden light, that, you know, I just see that. But I know it's not easy for people. My kids think I'm nuts. You know, Mom, (laughs) you might die. You're at the age that you could die. And I go, you know what, kids, if I'm going to die then it's going to be okay if it's, it's my time. So, so I get it because I, I you live have with him. faith. Yes, you I have, have faith. faith. Right. And that's what's so beautiful. People who have faith don't need maybe. And people who don't have faith can use maybe to have like a cognitive faith. See, that's right. what I love about maybe. I wake up in the morning and I get to hang out. Either, you know, some days I have a lot of faith because maybe it's helped me cultivate it. So some days I wake up, I'm exactly where you are. 
But the days that if I feel afraid or I feel worried, yeah. I do the maybe practice and I'm able to get to the same place you are by saying maybe everything will still be okay. And then it kind of gives me this peace and this serenity and this letting go. So it's almost like it gives you cognitive faith right. when you can't have that beautiful, blissful, open heart faith. Right. And so that's why I love it. it. It allows everyone to hang out in uncertainty and be okay and let go and feel hopeful. So whether right. you have faith or you need maybe, either way you get to end up in the, in the same place. Exactly. So maybe gives you that sense of security in a way, too, that you can hold on to something that, hey, maybe, maybe things will be really okay from all this. Yeah. And, so, and ultimately, I have clients who have cultivated faith from using the practice of maybe, because what happens is they start to hang out in uncertainty, and uncertainty bothers them less and less. Right. And then they have experiences who are like, wow, I wasn't afraid, and I feel great. Or I wasn't afraid, and I made this awesome decision in my life. Or I wasn't afraid, and I met this great person. And then they stop living in fear. Right. And they have more of a life where they love uncertainty, and then they cultivate that faith that you have. And that's the easiest way to live. When you, you wake up and you surround yourself in golden light, and you know there's divinity everywhere and everything will be okay. Right. So it's just another path. No, but it, it is there. because if, if you don't have that, that belief and you don't have that faith, then you do need this. You definitely do need this. And, and it is a cognitive way of doing it. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's just talk about what role acceptance plays in this. You know, I remember reading that the Buddha said, all suffering comes from not accepting what is. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's so tricky, too, because there are some things in life that are really easy to accept, you know, and there are some things that are tough. Like for me, parenting has always been super tricky because the Buddha does say all attachment leads to suffering. Right. And I'm very attached to my children. Right. I need my children to be okay. And once I say that, on some level, I'm exposing myself to suffering. But because my relationship with uncertainty has gotten so strong and I know that it offers me hope and possibilities, then I, I, I'm able to lighten up a little bit. I need my children to be okay, but I recognize there are many ways to be okay. So, but what's so important about acceptance is that when we fight what is, it's like banging our head against the wall. Exactly. And, and, you know... We, none of us would, would do that in regular life, but when we don't let thoughts go, for some reason, because they're thoughts, we think that we could work them out, that we can manipulate them, that we could solve things that are out of our control. And it's almost like walking outside and saying, I'm going to stop the rain. We would never think we could stop the rain. So we have to be careful in life to ask ourselves the question, what's in my control and what's not in my control? Yes. And when it's outside of your control, if you don't accept it, you can't land. That's the thing. Like, if we don't land somewhere, the swirl and the anxiety and the stress never end. And so acceptance is not saying, I like it. Acceptance is saying, it is what it is in this moment. Right. And because you have maybe, you realize, you know, there's this great story about this guy. You, remember, you know the story where the fellow's being chased by a tiger, and he runs off the cliff, and then he's hanging on to a branch, and then he looks down, and there's another tiger, and then the mice start eating the branch. And the story is about, and then he sees a strawberry. And the story is about how he just accepts and looks at the strawberry, and he eats it. And he says, mm, delicious, because he realizes it is what it is, so what's happening in this moment? Right. There's this beautiful strawberry. I will accept what is, and I'll enjoy the moment as it is. But 
what they don't say in the story is that life changes, right? So you, just because you accept it doesn't mean the tiger can leave, right? The tiger, right. The, the mice can leave, and you can get out of the situation. So acceptance doesn't mean you're weakening yourself. You're actually strengthening yourself. You're seeing things for what they are. You're not trying to stop the rain. You're gathering your strength to face what's in front of you. And then at the same time, recognizing life has hope and possibility. And like you said before, this too shall pass. And when it passes, there's hope that things can always get better. Beautiful. Well, that's just a perfect way for us to end. I love it. So I want to mention your book again. So we have been talking with beautiful Allison Carmen, who is brilliant and uh, has written this wonderful book to help us all through these uncertain times. It's called The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. And so why don't you give your website, and then it's going to be time to go. Sure. My website is allisoncarmen.com. And I also have this great podcast, 10 Minutes to Less Suffering, which you can get on Spotify and iTunes. And I just offer tips about how to reduce stress and worry in your daily life. And it was such a pleasure to be with you today. And I hope people try this idea of maybe because it it sounds so simple, but the next time you're stressed and the next time you're worried, try to incorporate a maybe statement and you might find that your heart opens a little bit, you feel a little lighter, you feel a little more present, and you're able to deal with your life with more hope and possibility. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, thank you so much, Allison, and we will talk again. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 830 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You gotta fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's cry, be the lion's roar. Cause love is worth fighting for, I know, yeah. Love is worth fighting for. Love is worth fighting for. I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning right here on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm also pleased to pronounce I'm also pleased to present the Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips. And I want to tell you about a scam that you've got to be careful of. It's the warrant for your arrest scam. The suspect in this scam will call you, identify himself as a law enforcement officer, and then direct you to pay a bail or fine to prevent arrest. The reasons for the arrest may vary, and most often is because they say you didn't report for jury duty. They'll often spoof the caller ID number to show the number of the law enforcement agency. As with other scams, The suspect instructs you to obtain a prepaid credit card and give them the card number from the front of the card and the code on the back. Don't get caught. If someone calls you, hang up or don't call them back if they call you. Go to OCSD.org to learn more. Thanks.